0: Greetings everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most. The Gulf Coast. The third coast of Texas. The darkest
1: truths from the darkest web need to be told, and you must listen to the beyond top secret Texan.
0: Secrets brought to life.
1: name is but I chose not to use that name as it makes me think of Linkera's webcomic, which is humorously bad. Anyway, on with the video. Lightbringers.
0: Secret histories, hidden truths, and forbidden knowledge. Every civilization, no matter the era, has assumed itself sufficiently knowledgeable of the world it lives in, but with each passing century, more is learned than we ever dreamed possible of knowing.
2: The <laughs> blue. During the Cold War, the United States deployed a vast network of undersea listening devices to hunt Soviet nuclear submarines however when the collapse of the USSR rendered the system obsolete the network was repurposed for scientific research. In 1997 the sensor net recorded an extremely powerful and low frequency sound now known simply as the bloop. The phenomenon lasted about a minute and was of sufficient amplitude to be heard on multiple sensors, at a range of about 5,000 kilometers. Though initially claimed to fit the profile of a living organism in 2002, one that would have been several times the size of a blue whale, the NOAA Vents Program has since attributed the phenomenon to a large icequake citing similar ice-related spectrograms with amplitude necessary to exceed ranges of 5,000 kilometers as was discovered during the tracking of Iceberg A-53 as it disintegrated near South Georgia Island in early 2008. Interestingly, while the ice-quake theory would place the most likely origin of the cryogenic sound between the Bransfield Straits and the Ross Sea, the triangulated point of origin was plotted at 50 degrees south, 100 degrees west, a remote location in the equatorial South Pacific Ocean, in February of 2015. Russian scientists announced they had recorded an underwater sound phenomenon eerily similar to the 1997 bloop and when overlaid the two recordings were found to be virtually identical seemingly debunking the previously championed icequake theory. With this being the case, the question rears its head once more, what is the bloop? Other underwater mystery sounds while the bloop stands is the most notable, it is actually a part of series of recordings spanning over a decade with some still reported annually till this day. The upsweep, first heard in August of 1991, was the first of these recorded phenomena and is heard every year with it being the loudest in spring and August. While the sound's origin has been widely speculated to be underwater volcanic activity, superheated gases trapped in subterranean cavities, all that is known for certain is that the sound emanates from the darkest depths of the Pacific Ocean and grows quieter with each passing year. The slowdown, whistle and train recordings were all detected in the same equatorial region of the Pacific as the blue with each presenting its own unique preponderance to oceanic science. While explanations from the NOAA range from ice dragging on the ocean floor to ice sliding down the continental shelf even they concede that these sounds remain officially classified as mysteries. Other underwater mystery sounds, Conti. The most recent of these 90s recordings, the Julia in an annually reoccurring phenomenon much like the upsweep and subject to particular controversy due to allegations of classified photos taken by NASA's Apollo 33A5 satellite showing a dark swaying shadow nearly twice the size of the Empire State Building within the southwest area of Antarctica's Cape Codder during its first recording. While official explanations of the Julia run the same gambit as those above this sound stands unique as its origin point is uniquely tied to the waters surrounding Antarctica,
1: Quackers. During the Cold War Soviet ballistic missile submarines began encountering a strange acoustic phenomenon while passing through certain zones on their patrols in the northern seas. Dumped quackers, Russian rendition of a frog noise, these sounds behaved as if they were being emitted by underwater moving objects, but failed to register on the active sonar. When the subs would eventually leave the patrol zone, the objects would mysteriously disappear after emitting one final quack. Exhibiting behavior not unlike a living being or manned vessel, the quackers showed obvious interest in the submarines, circling them and actively avoiding sonar pulses. The speed of some of these objects, estimated from Doppler shift of their sound frequency, was in the range of 200 kilometers per hour, much faster than any then known man-made vessel. Contact was attempted on several occasions, but, apart from some obvious reactions, changing the pitch or origin point of the sounds, nothing came of it. The peak of quacker activity occurred at the end of the 1970s, when these zones of activity appeared to multiply and spread from the Barents Sea to other areas including the North Sea and the North Atlantic. The Soviet Academy of Sciences was brought in to form a joint commission with the Navy to address the national threat these posed, but after a decade of inconclusive findings and the decline of the phenomena, the commission was disbanded. 52
0: Hertz whale. A whale of unidentified species has been detected numerous times in multiple locations since it was first detected in 1989 producing an unusual 52 Hertz song significantly higher than the largest known whale species, the blue whale, 15 to 20 Hz). Though its migration pattern seems similar to that of blue and fin whales the pattern of its song matches no known species. Only ever detected on hydrophone the appearance of this lone individual remains a complete mystery leaving many to speculate as to whether it may be a malformed or deaf individual of a known species. All that is certain about the 52 HTZ whale is that it has been detected every year without fail since 2004 traveling an estimated distance of 708 to 11,062 kilometers during its migration. U-28
2: creature. Contained in the official report of German U-Boat 28's sinking of a British transport is the astonishing account of a giant creature caught in the explosive aftermath. On July 30, 1915, U-28 torpedoed the British cargo ship Iberian. Shortly after disappearing beneath the waves, The wreckage exploded blasting a 60 feet 18.3 meters long crocodile-like creature nearly 80 feet 24.4 meters above the water, where it was observed by U-28's captain and commanders. As the creature writhed among the debris, the crew noted that it had four legs with large webbed feet, a long, pointed tail and a head which also tapered to a point. This official military report gives incredible backing to the story as to fabricate such a description would have been career annihilation.
1: UB-85 Atrocity On April 3, 1918, in the waning days of WWI, the British patrol vessel Coriopsis came across the disabled German submarine UB-85 off of the Belfast Lock of Ireland. The German crew were taken as prisoners of war after abandoning ship when the Coryopsis opened fire and their captain, Gunther Kretsch, was later interrogated telling British officers that the U-boat had surfaced the night before in order to recharge the submarine's batteries. While Kretsch and a handful of his men were getting some fresh air an abrupt surge rocked the ship as a heavy weight seemed to bring down the starboard bow. Out of the darkness of the night a strange beast of immense proportions climbed out of the ocean onto the side of the vessel. The beast was described as having large eyes set in a horny sort of skull, which was relatively small to the rest of its bulk, with teeth that could be seen glistening in the moonlight. With the creature holding fast to the U-boat's forward gun mount the crew opened fire fearing the behemoth would sink or capsize the vessel. Eventually the creature relented disappearing back into the dark waters but not before leaving the damaged UB-85 incapable of submerging and vulnerable on the surface resulting in its subsequent capture.
0: Gloucester Sea Serpent. In August 1817, reports of a giant sea serpent that moved rapidly through the harbor were reported in Gloucester, and the serpent went known as Gloucester Sea Serpent. It was said to have a turtle-like head adorned with a spear or horn and the body as wide as a barrel. The reports gained so much momentum, the Linnean Society of New England assembled a team to collect evidence and David Humphreys traveled to collect eyewitnesses' reports. The Linnean Society of New England published a report that the sightings were evidence about a new animal, Scoliophys atlantica. The name was not appreciated, and received a lot of parodies. In April 1859, a creature fitting the description of the serpent attacked the British sailing vessel banner.
2: HMS Deadless Serpent it's hard to dispute a sea-serpent sighting when the captain of a naval ship and several members of his crew all claimed to have witnessed it. That's just what happened in August 1848, when the HMS Deadless, a member of the Royal Navy's fleet, was sailing to St Helena in the South Atlantic. The ship's captain, Captain McCahay, as well as several members of his crew, claimed a sea beast approximately 60 feet in length passed by their vessel with four feet of its head raised out of the water, it passed so close to the ship that the captain suggested that had it been an acquaintance of his, he would have recognized him. It remained in sight of the crew for 20 minutes and one member of the HMS Deadless noted it looked more reptilian than serpentine. The sighting became rather famous and remains the only instance of an encounter with this particular water monster. It was reported in the Times of London and today remains a mystery.
1: USS Die Monster. In 1976 the U.S. naval destroyer USS Stein was forced to return to port in San Diego after suffering the failure of its sonar system. The dry dock inspection revealed serious damage to the sonar dome of the ship with cuts as long as 4 feet 1.2 meters across its protective rubber coating. Embedded in those cuts were the remains of sharp, curved claws often associated with giant squid attacks. The claws left on the USS Stein, however, were from an animal far larger than any previously discovered. Some estimates place the squid's size at up to 150 feet 46 meters in length, in a class far beyond that of known giant or colossal squid species.
0: Australian enigma. Although the facts surrounding this incident are scarce at best, what we do know is that in 1808 eyewitnesses reported that an Australian three-masted bark was allegedly attacked by an unknown animal, which, according to the account, had climbed across bow and bitten or chewed one of the hands. Described as having eyes the size of a warrior's shield, there are precious few alternate details from which to draw a portrait of this aggressive, and presumably large, semi-aquatic beast. While it has been suggested that, Due to its large eyes, this creature may be related to the giant squid, the distinct absence of any tentacles or a beak-like maw in description would seem to indicate otherwise. In fact some have even drawn connections between this beast and the UB-85 atrocity. According to the account, the creature's vicious onslaught continued until the captain went below deck, only to return with two firearms. The captain purportedly fired the revolvers into each of the creature's gigantic eyes, at which point it slipped back into the sea never to return again. An interesting, though likely unrelated, footnote, 1808 was also the year that Scotland's notorious stronsi beast washed ashore.
2: Matagai mystery carcasses. No less than four colossal carcasses were allegedly filmed in an underwater cave off the coast of Matagai in 1990, leaving marine biologists mystified as to the identity of the remains. This account comes to us from a story which appeared in the Daily Mail, dated May 29, 1990. The report claims that the remains of four bizarre creatures were discovered and videotaped by scuba diver Kevin Deacon, while exploring a sub-oceanic cave off the coast of the Fijian island known as Matagi. According to Deacon, the gigantic carcasses were approximately 30 feet long, with skulls at least 3 feet in length. Deacon claimed that he literally stumbled upon the disturbing cadavers amidst a plethora of seaweed and coral in the bowels of a Fijian cave. Deacon, an experienced South Pacific diver, elaborated that he had never encountered anything quite like this beneath the surf. They bear no resemblance to any marine creature I know. They look more like a land animal or an amphibian. The Daily Mail further reported that the marine experts who had thus far seen the video footage which is unfortunately not available online were no closer to identifying the origin or species of these creatures than Deacon himself. That having been said, skeptics have been quick to point out that the remains may be those of a small pod of severely decomposed pilot whales who became trapped in the cave and drowned. How or why one? much less four, of these intelligent creatures managed to get themselves trapped in this cave is a topic upon which there has been no comment. It's worth noting that there is a plethora of early Samoan legends regarding fierce sea monsters.
1: Lake Bostock. The largest of Antarctica's nearly 400, subglacial lakes Lake Bostock is nearly 4,000 meters, 13,100 feet, beneath the icy surface and is the sixth largest lake on the planet containing melt water that may be purer than the most advanced double distillation processes. This mysterious body of water, believed to have been sealed off 15 to 25 million years ago, remains unfrozen due to a number of speculated factors ranging from pressure to volcanic activity to the possible salinity of a lower denser brine layer. Prompted by the discovery of bizarre microscopic life forms in the eerie red waters of Antarctica's Taylor Glacier Blood Falls, five-million-year-old blood-red salt water from subglacial lakes forced to the surface through fissures, Russian scientists hope to find prehistoric life within Lake Bostock. Drilling over two miles down into the ice the expedition first succeeded in penetrating the lake in January of 2013 however the pressurized water rushed up the borehole mixing with the kerosene and freon contaminating the sample. A second borehole in 2015 avoided this mishap producing a pristine sample from the prehistoric lake which Russian scientists have since been able to isolate over 3500 unique gene sequences within future plans for the Russians include sending a mechanical probe down into the lake to explore this vast prehistoric ecosystem as it exists today.
0: Siberian cauldrons. In 1854, Richard Karl Mach was commissioned by the Russian Geographical Society to lead a scientific expedition of the Vilu and Chona river basins of the region. In his journal, Mach noted several large and mysterious hemispherical objects protruding from the taiga which the Yakutians called Algis cauldrons. The red metallic structures purportedly were of an unknown and incredibly hard metal with razor-sharp edges and an opening at the top which revealed a winding stairwell leading down into a circular gallery that branched off into different metallic rooms. This Yakutian valley, known by the locals as Yuliyo Valley of Death, has long been the subject of their cultural folklore detailing ancient battles in the sky where balls of fire are hurled from the earth at evil forces. Modern ufologists have latched onto these myths drawing connections to the famous 1908 Tunguska event where a celestial object exploded just above the tundra leveling miles of forest. Later expeditions in the 1930s to 40s by Mikhail Koresky would find the cauldrons had begun sinking into the soft earth around them, and noted the vegetation around the cauldrons as being unusually strange and lush for the region. And those of his team were said to experience disorientation, hair loss, strange burns, or skin conditions that would linger for years, even succumbing to fatal illnesses. In 1971, an evening hunter claimed to have discovered strange black one-eyed creatures residing within one of these metal burrows, though no further accounts have corroborated such sightings. More recent expeditions in the 00S have only found strange circular formations of vegetation that could only be detected from the air which upon closer examination on foot appeared to be concealing large hollow objects beneath. Given the remote location of these sites, there is little else that can be done in terms of research, and many members of the team reported similar disorienting symptoms as reporting in the earlier expeditions more than half a century earlier.
2: Cape Sable Serpent. A 50-foot-long, barnacle-covered, stock-eyed, tusked, serpentine creature. The Cape Sable Serpent remains, like many other cryptids of the 70s cryptid slash UFL craze, a relatively isolated incident with only three documented encounters during July of 1976. First sighted by Canadian angler Eisner Penny while fishing near Cape Sable Island, off the coast of Nova Scotia, not far from the alleged hunting grounds of the Gloucester Serpent, Penny glimpsed the mammoth creature slowly rising and diving in the surf. Assuming it to be a whale due to the size it quickly became apparent that the creature was anything but when it drew alongside his boat prompting him to flee and traumatizing him so much he refused to set out on water for weeks afterwards. The second sighting was by Keith Ross and his 24 year old son Rodney while anchored in foggy waters several miles off Pollock's ledge. When Rodney saw something stirring in the water. His father dismissed it as a sunfish but the two men were struck in awe when a 50-foot creature emerged from the murky depths of the fog and headed straight for their boat. They described it as having red bloodshot eyes as big around as saucers that were set in sockets but protruded on stalks. Its mouth was wide open brandishing two large tusks from its upper jaw and as it passed them they noticed its lumpy barnacle-covered reptilian hide and vertically finned tail. Rodney described the beast, in all, appearing almost like a giant crocodile with some features resembling a seahorse. The third and final encounter in this incident occurred a few nights later when fisherman Edgar Nickerson, and his 15-year-old son Robert, heard the leviathan splashing in the fog while they were pulling up fishing gear. Thinking it was a whale they turned on their sounder to scare it off, but the creature continued towards them terrifying both men who could only describe it as the devil. A modern sighting from May 4, 1997 comes from two fishermen, Charles Bungay and C. Clarke, who were out fishing in Fortune Bay on the southern coast of Newfoundland when they saw what seemed to be a group of floating garbage bags. In their attempt to be environmentally conscious, they approached the area only to see a six-foot-long neck and horse-like head emerge from the water. Though attributed to the Cape Sable Serpent, the description of the creature in this sighting seemed quite different from the beast encountered back in 1976.
1: Delay past Pass Incident The Diet Pass Incident was an event that resulted in the mysterious deaths of nine experienced skiers north of the Ural Mountains on the night of February 2, 1959. It happened on the eastern side of Kalatsyakl, Mount of the Dead in the native Bonsi people's tongue, on their planned course to the peak of O'Torton, do not go there. Since then, the mountain pass where the incident occurred has come to be known as the Diet Love Pass after the group's leader, Igor Diet Love. Though the details and chronology of the events leading to the group's tragic demise remain uncertain it is believed, based on their journals, that they had made camp on the pass after realizing a navigational error during bad weather had led them higher on the mountain than they had originally intended. Their bodies were all found away from the camp without proper dress or shoes suggesting they had hurriedly fled their camp in the night, their tent seemingly cut slash torn open from the inside. The bodies exhibited a variety of puzzling injuries, though five apparently perished from hypothermia, three had suffered severe internal traumas such as crushed skulls or shattered rib cages, but with no signs of external injury. The ninth victim was missing her tongue, eyes, and part of her lips and had strange lacerations on the skin of her hands. Several of the group were also found wrapped in torn strips of clothing presumably taken from the bodies of those who were already dead. Though the culprit was officially ruled by an investigation to be a compelling force of nature, theories as to what actually happened range from a Russian experimental weapons test to an avalanche to the phenomenon of St. Elmo's fire produced by a high-altitude electrical storm. Puzzling though was the lack of any evidence that an avalanche had occurred with nor any other corroborating evidence of a natural phenomenon. A few victims even exhibited elevated levels of radiation on their clothing and when brought back for burial were noted as having orange-tinted skin and white hair as if they had been prematurely aged. All that is certain is that Russian officials have been less than forthcoming with evidence and details which many believed to be a cover-up. The Mansi people often spoke of strange lights and creatures that inhabited the mountains but were not dangerous if left alone. While the Monsi were originally suspect in the incident they were quickly ruled out and even had a similar account of their own regarding a Monsi hunting team which had met a similar fate years earlier when forced to make camp on that very mountain during a storm, insisting that the light slash creatures were responsible.
0: Baltic Sea Anomaly discovered nearly 300 feet beneath the surface of the Baltic Sea in June of 2011 with equipment for intended for locating shipwrecks. The Baltic Anomaly, as it came to be known, was circular in shape with a diameter of 60 meters resting at an angle on an elevated section of seabed. Covered in an almost frothy meringue of extremely hard sediment, 3D scans revealed the underlying material to be of varying, possibly metallic, density with an interior comprised of what seemed to be right angles, smooth walls, and cavity-like corridors. The object also had two holes, one 25 to 30 centimeters in diameter at a 45 degrees angle and one 2 m in diameter surrounded by a square formation, with hearth-like circular formations of seemingly scorched rocks and a water temperature of just below freezing around it, significantly lower than the surrounding water. 3D imaging of the surrounding area also revealed a small underwater mountain a kilometer and a half away that had seemingly been cleaved in two by an elevated trail in the seabed which lead directly to the anomaly as if to indicate its violent trajectory upon impact. Also interesting was a second anomaly detected by these scans 200 meters from the first with its own adjacent trail as if having broken off during impact with the underwater mountain. While possible explanations run the gambit of a volcanic formation, a large rock left by glaciers during an prior ice age, a UFO, or even a massive experimental Nazi submarine, the surrounding geography indicates that whatever it is may well be upwards of 140,000 years old.
2: Kodiak Dinosaur. On April 15, 1969. A 65-foot shrimp boat called the MV Mylar was dragging for shrimp off the coast of Raspberry Island in the Shellykov Strait near Kodiak Island, Alaska. Fitted with the most advanced sonar technology of the time, the Semrud Atue, the crew was shocked by the radar image of what appeared to be a 150 to 180-foot-long anomaly, approximately 55 fathoms beneath them. The object appeared to be a living creature with a distinctly dinosaur-like appearance with four flippers, a long neck and short tapered tail, plesiosaur. First brought to international attention by esteemed author, adventurer, and paranormal investigator, Yvonne T. Sanderson, the facts surrounding this case offered some of the most intriguing proof for the existence of a heretofore unknown species of colossal aquatic fauna. However, as the graph printout of the radar has long since been lost, little solid evidence remains of the incident.
1: Virgia Valley Tracks Fossilized vehicle slash sledge tracks discovered in Turkey's Virgia Valley by a Russian expedition in 2014. The tracks are evenly spaced apart showing no signs of footprints or animal tracks accompanying them to have been set while the surrounding volcanic rock was still soft ash the tracks have been dated between 5 and 23 million years old predating not just modern humans but upright walking hominids altogether.
0: transvaal metallic spheroids for more than three decades miners at the wonderstone silver mine near autostal in the western transvaal south africa have been finding strange metallic spheroids deep within the rock with a total of 200 found to date. In 1979, several were closely examined by J.R. McIver, professor of geology at the University of Whitwater-Stand in Johannesburg, and geologist professor Andries Bischoff of Potts-Hefstrom University. The metallic spheroids look like flattened globes, averaging 1 to 4 inches in diameter, and their exteriors are typically steel blue with a reddish reflection and embedded in the metal are tiny flecks of white fibers. They are made of a type of nickel-steel alloy which does not occur naturally, and is of a composition that rules out meteoric origin. Some have only a thin shell a quarter of an inch thick, and when broken open are found filled with a strange spongy material that disintegrates into dust on contact with air. What makes this all the more remarkable is that the spheroids were mined out of a layer of pyrophyllite rock, dated both geologically and by various radioisotope dating techniques to be at least 2.8 to 3 billion years old. Adding further confoundment, Roelph Marks, curator of the South African Clerks Dorp Museum, discovered that the spheroid he had on exhibit slowly rotates on its axis apparently of its own power, while locked in a display case free of outside vibrations.
2: Area 51 Disclosures. Bob Lazar was one of the first alleged area 51 whistleblowers to come forward in the early 1980s with fantastical allegations of reverse engineering alien technology unlocking the secrets of anti-gravity and the ability to manipulate space to bypass the limit of the speed of light at a facility south of area 51 called s4 but perhaps Lazar's most impressive claim was the alleged discovery of the element 115 dubbed ununpentium with unprecedented energy-yielding properties due to its highly unstable atomic structure. Though widely dismissed at the time, later in 2013 scientists at Lund University of Sweden announced the existence of a new element called ununpentium with the exact same atomic characteristics that Lazar had described decades earlier down to exact number and arrangement of protons and neutrons. Though high-profile friends like John Lear still stand by him, Lazar has ducked out of the media spotlight due to increased pressure on his personal life and alleged threats by the government to kill his family, even his credentials as a graduate of Caltech and Massachusetts Tech have been seemingly and inexplicably erased from any and all records. According to works such as the 2001 Disclosure Project, military insiders and contractors allege that there are a total 57 catalogued species of extraterrestrials have had contact with Earth for various reasons, including three varieties of greys and human-like aliens. The project also states that all known intelligent races are interestingly humanoid, bipedal with bilateral symmetry, a curious and inexplicable biological meme that begs numerous questions. The project also illustrated untapped technologies such as a zero-point field of energy which is supposedly a ubiquitously accessible and near-limitless form of energy that can be harnessed for such things as anti-gravity technologies. Retired scientist for Lockheed Martin, Boyd Bushman, would later come forward as whistleblower in 2007 not only corroborating many of Lizard and the Disclosure Project's claims but giving insight into many of Area 51's other secrets such as government relations with aliens in the early days of its organization. Bushman also claimed to be friends with the pilot who shot down the Roswell spacecraft and that alien technology was by its very nature dangerous for humans to be around stating that 39 people had lost their lives attempting to reverse engineer this technology on base. He also alleged that there were two groups of alien that the US government had working relationships with one that was relatively peaceful and cooperative which he described as cattle wranglers and another which could only be described as cattle rustlers who don't get along too well with humans. He also claimed that at least 18 greys, wranglers, were working at Area 51, two of which were upwards of 230 years old, and even had his picture taken with what he claims to be the disembodied spirit of one after its death on base. Credibility for his claims was drawn into question when he provided other photos of said aliens which had already been widely dismissed as fakes when first posted by John Hutchinson on YouTube which bore a striking resemblance to a toy readily sold at Kmart. In spite of this, and allegations of senility, Bushman passed a polygraph test with flying colours and remained unwavering in his claims even until his final interview just before his death in 2014, what many consider to be the equivalent of a deathbed confession.
1: Giant Outer Solar System Mystery Planet. Take- The idea of hypothetical supermassive gas giant at the furthest reaches of our solar system was first purposed by scientist John Mates in 1999 citing the origin points of long-period comets from within the Oort cloud, these points forming what seemed to be a circular slash orbital pattern within the cloud as if a massive celestial body was passing through it. The hypothesized long-period orbit of such a distant planet, 25 to 30 million years, It would also coincide with the relatively recent observation of a 27 million year cycle of mass extinctions and increased comet bombardment within the Solar System. Such a massive celestial body would also explain the long-standing mystery of our Solar System's seemingly unbalanced gravitational equilibrium, the pull of the planets on their star and vice versa, which would seem to suggest that there is a greater gravitational influence on our Sun than what can be accounted for by the known planets. In 2011, NASA's Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer satellite detected a possible object within the outer Oort cloud which, if an actual celestial body, would be approximately four times the size of Jupiter. Despite this, the status of Dick at NASA remains suspect as there is yet to be any conclusive evidence suggesting its actual existence in the survey's findings. This theoretical planet has also been dubiously claimed by conspiracy theorists to be the fabled Hercules of the Nibiru Cataclysm scenario or the infamous Planet X, though such assertions are widely dismissed as baseless hookum and it should be noted that the massive elliptical orbit of such an distant object would stand little if any chance of colliding with any of the other planets.
0: Small Inner Solar System Mystery Planet, Vulcan. When observing anomalies in Mercury's orbit in the mid-1800s, French astronomers hypothesized the existence of another smaller planet closer to the Sun dubbed Vulcan. Being that detecting an object so close to the Sun is fairly difficult, the mystery planet, should it exist, remains undiscovered to this day though numerous asteroid-like objects dubbed vulcanoids have been observed between the Sun and Mercury while examining images of the Sun itself. Some believe Vulcan did exist at some point in our solar system's history but was pulled apart by gravitational forces of its orbit passing too close to Mercury's, its remains becoming the vulcanoids we see today. Others speculate that Vulcan may be a moon or planetoid locked in a binary or exotic orbit with Mercury. Even so, new photographs of mystery objects captured in close proximity to the sun appear on a monthly basis continuing to fuel speculation.
2: Sounds of space every planet produces its own unique radio sound frequency which can be heard echoing throughout space.
1: The Enigmatic. In 1998, electrical engineer John J. Williams discovered what looked like an electrical connector sticking up out of the ground revealing a three-pronged plug embedded in a small rock. According to Williams, the Curious Stone, composed of quartz and feldspar with traces of mica, was unearthed during an excursion in a rural location in North America, far from human settlements, industrial complexes, airports, factories, and electronic or nuclear plants. Called the Enigmalith or Petrodox, the device's $500,000 price tag, Williams' professional background and refusal to pay for research be separated from the device during analysis or reveal the location of its discovery has drawn a great deal of scrutiny from the scientific community who have labeled it a hoax. Yet analysis by an independent electrician found no evidence of the plug being artificially bonded to the rock and that it seemed held in place of a matrix of an as of yet determined nature. A geologist confirmed this stating that the prongs were already there when the rock formed, dating the device as being approximately 100,000 years old. X-rays also revealed the matrix extending into an opaque object within the stone and that the plug itself seemed comprised of no known material. Orang Medan One of the most infamous ghost
0: ship stories of the 20th century, the story of the Orang Medan has been greeted with its fair share of skepticism due to conflicting accounts of the events as well as no documented evidence of a ship by that name having ever existed. According to the story, at some point around June 1947, other accounts place the incident at February 1948, two American vessels navigating the Strait of Malacca, City of Baltimore and Silver Star, picked up distress messages from the Dutch merchant ship Ourang Medan. A radio operator aboard the troubled vessel sent the following message, SOS from Ourang Medan asterisk 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 we float. All officers including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead asterisk asterisk dog. A few confused dots and dashes later two words came through clearly, I died. Then, nothing more. When the Silver Star crew located and boarded the seemingly undamaged ship they found it littered with corpses, including a dog, with no survivors and no visible signs of injuries on the dead bodies. A fire then broke out in the ship's number 4 cargo hold, forcing the boarding parties to evacuate the Dutch freighter, thus preventing any further investigation. Soon after, Ourang medon was observed to explode and sink. Some speculate the Ourang medon might have been involved in the smuggling of chemical substances such as potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin or even wartime stocks of nerve agents. If seawater would have entered the ship's hold, it would have reacted with the cargo to releasing toxic gases, which then caused the crew to succumb to. Later, the seawater would have reacted with the nitroglycerin, causing the reported fire and explosion. Earlier versions of the story also include an account of a sole survivor washed up on a remote island who claimed, before himself dying, that poorly secured sulfuric acid had caused the tragedy.
2: Disappearance of Frederick Valentich On the night of October 21, 1978, Frederick Valentich radioed into air traffic control in Melbourne with a bizarre emergency. An unidentified metallic craft was apparently toying with his rented Cessna 182L blanketing him in a lime-green metallic light as he flew over the base straight en route to Kings Island. Minutes later Fred goes silent and all that can be heard over the radio is a strange metallic scratching as if something was frantically clawing at the outside of the craft. No one ever saw Fred or his aircraft again. This all happened during the largest wave of UFO sightings in Australia's history with over 50 reports from the area of Valentich's disappearance on that day alone. Some reported classic cigar-shaped craft while others saw a starfish-shaped object with lights that looked like silver rain. Electronic interference was also noted in a number of these reports and some witnesses even said they saw a green light shadowing Valentich's aircraft on the night in question. While the incident has been officially dismissed as pilot error, Fred seeing his own reflection in the ocean above him as he flew upside down after becoming disoriented, there's little reason to think that the flying conditions that day would have resulted in such an accident. Other theories regarding allegations of suicide were equally unfounded given Fred's history and lack of any life insurance that could have benefited anyone.
1: Okay, I'll bump with a few. The Antikythera Mechanism. The Antikythera Mechanism is an ancient analog computer designed to predict astronomical positions and eclipses for calendrical and astrological purposes, as well as the Olympiads, the cycles of the ancient Olympic Games. Found housed in a 340mm x 180mm x 90mm wooden box, the device is a complex clockwork mechanism composed of at least 30 meshing bronze gears. Its remains were found as 82 separate fragments, of which only seven contain any gears or significant inscriptions. The largest gear, clearly visible in fragment A at right, is approximately 140 millimeters in diameter and originally had 223 teeth. The artifact was recovered in 1900 to 1901 from the Antikythera shipwreck off the Greek island of Antikythera believed to have been designed and constructed by Greek scientists, the instrument has been dated either between 150 and 100 BCE, or, according to a more recent view, at 205 BCE. After the knowledge of this technology was lost at some point in antiquity, technological artifacts approaching its complexity and workmanship did not appear again in Europe until the development of mechanical astronomical clocks in the 14th century. All known fragments of the Antikythera mechanism are kept at the National Archaeological Museum of Athens. Dendera Light. The Dendera Light is a term used
0: to describe a supposed ancient Egyptian electrical lighting technology depicted on three stone reliefs, one single and a double representation, in the Hathor Temple at the Dendera Temple complex located in Egypt. The sculpture became notable among fringe historians because of the resemblance of the motifs to some modern electrical lighting systems. Mainstream Egyptologists take the view that it is a typical set of symbolic images from Egyptian mythology. In contrast to the mainstream interpretation, there is a pseudo-scientific fringe hypothesis according to which the reliefs depict ancient Egyptian electrical technology, based on comparison to similar modern devices, such as Giesler tubes, Crookes tubes, and art lamps. J.N. Lockyer's passing reference to a colleague's humorous suggestion that electric lamps would explain the absence of lamp-black deposits in the tombs has sometimes been forwarded as an argument supporting this particular interpretation, another argument being made is the use of a system of reflective mirrors. Proponents of this interpretation have also used a text referring to high poles covered with copper plates, to argue this but Dr. Volko Stern has written in detail explaining why the copper covered tops of poles, which were lower than the associated pylons, do not relate to electricity or lightning, pointing out that no evidence of anything used to manipulate electricity had been found in Egypt and that this was a magical and not a technical installation.
2: This one's my favorite. Temporal Paradox, Paleontology The concept of a temporal paradox is based on the following facts. The consensus view is that birds evolved from dinosaurs, but the most bird-like dinosaurs, including almost all of the feathered dinosaurs and those believed to be most closely related to birds are known mostly from the Cretaceous, by which time birds had already evolved and diversified. If bird-like dinosaurs are the ancestors of birds they should, then be older than birds, but Archaeopteryx is 155 million years old, while the very bird-like Deanonychus is 35 million years younger. This idea is sometimes summarized as you can't be your own grandmother. As Dodson pointed out, I hasten to add that none of the known small theropods, including Deanonychus, Dromaeosaurus, Velociraptor, Ananlagia, nor Archaeopteryx nor dipteryx is itself relevant to the origin of birds. These are all Cretaceous fossils, and as such can at best represent only structural stages through which an avian ancestor may be hypothesized to have passed.
1: The London Hammer. In June 1936, or 1934 according to some accounts, Max Hahn and his wife Emma were on a walk when they noticed a rock with wood protruding from its core. They decided to take the oddity home and later cracked it open with a hammer and a chisel. Ironically, what they found within seemed to be an archaic hammer of sorts. They turned it to a team of archaeologists who checked it, and as it turns out, the rock encasing the hammer was dated to the Ordovician, more than 400 million years ago. There is some question regarding that dating though, but here's the kicker, according to initial measurements the hammer itself turned out to be more than 500 million years old. Apparently it's so old that a section of the handle has begun the transformation to coal. Creationists, of course, were all over this. The hammer's head, made of more than 96% iron, is far more pure than anything nature could have achieved without an assist from technology.
0: Codex Jesus, or, the Devil's Bible. The largest known ancient manuscript is the Codex Gigas, more famously called, The Devil's Bible, due to a full-page illustration of the devil himself and the legends that swirl around the book. It takes two people to lift the book, which is made of more than 160 animal skins. It was written in the 13th century AD, and it currently resides in the National Library in Stockholm, Sweden. You can view it here. Legend has it that the Codex Gigas was written by a monk who made a deal with the devil after being sentenced to death by being walled in alive. With the devil's aid, the monk wrote the book in a single night, the portrait was painted by the devil himself. Oddly enough, the handwriting in the book is remarkably even and stable throughout, as if it really was written within a short period of time. However, it would take at least an estimated five years of non-stop labor to write the work, and most scholars believe it took about thirty years. Besides wouldn't you use the devil to help you get out of the wall instead of writing a book? At first glance, the contents of this bizarre book are equally strange. It contains a full Latin Vulgate Bible, interspaced with several other books, including Antiquities of the Jews by Flavius Josephus, a collection of medical works by Hippocrates and Theophilus, the Chronicle of Bohemia by Cosmas of Prague, the Encyclopedia Etymologia by Isidore of Seville, and other, smaller texts. The latter works include a text on exorcism, magical formulas, and an illustration of the heavenly city.
2: The Ubaid Lizardmen, Iraq. Among the more famous artifacts on this list are the Ubaid statues of Iraq, mostly found in Tel Al-Ubaid but also in Ur and Eridu. They come from a pre-Sumerian people, the Ubaidians. These hand-sized statuettes usually depict lizard or snake-like people in various informal poses, such as holding and suckling a baby. Others are portrayed wearing shoulder padding or armor and holding staffs or scepters. It is the elongated heads and almond-shaped eyes that lend the figurines their reptilian appearance, leading many to believe that they depict serpent-related gods. Stranger theories conjure up extraterrestrials or an unknown reptilian race that may or may not still exist, as we have already touched upon. However, most archaeologists believe that the figures served a more mundane purpose, and some even question whether they depict anything reptilian at all. The Ubaid society was known to practice skull modification whereby the skull was manipulated from an early age to deform its shape which would explain the heads. The almond-shaped eyes are a fairly common early stylistic rendering of Asiatic features, and less pronounced examples have earlier been found around the region. A lack of contextual information surrounding the sites where the figures were unearthed makes it hard to establish their purpose. Many of the figures were found buried with individuals yet also seemed to have held a purpose during the owner's life. Because not everyone had a figurine, most archaeologists tend to believe that they marked some form of status. Additional clues include the similarity of their features and the general age group of the figure's owners, mostly young adults. The owners may have been teachers, shamans, or priests of some kind.
1: I'll bump with one more. In July 2014, the State Department of Archaeology and Culture in Chhattisgarh, India, sought assistance from the Indian Space Research Organization to research a set of ancient rock paintings found inside caves near the town of Karama in Kankar district, in the tribal Bastar region. According to one archaeologist, the art reflects the belief among ancient humans that we are not alone in the universe. Archaeologist J. R. Bhagat, who has studied the rock art, claims that the newly discovered depictions date back some 10,000 years, although the dating method has not been clarified. Bogat suggests that the images may depict extraterrestrials and UFOs as the paintings include large, humanoid beings descending from the sky, some wearing what looks like a helmet or antennae, as well as a disc-shaped craft with three rays, or legs, coming from its base. Bogat explained that there are several beliefs among locals from the area. While few worship the paintings, others narrate stories they have heard from ancestors about Rahila people, which translates to the small-sized ones. According to legend, the Rahila people used to land from sky in a round-shaped flying object and take away one or two persons of village who never returned. However, Bagat does concede, we can't refute possibility of imagination by prehistoric men. Bagat has not made reference to the fact that the paintings in question depict one. In other contexts, archaeologists typically identify as shamanic images of humans, human-animal hybrids, and geometric forms. Images of figures with antlers, antennae, or spirit rays are familiar in shamanic art.
0: The hounds of the barrier aka, the dwellers in angles because they exist outside of space and time, and, move in strange angles unknown to man. Kept me from sleeping tonight should sufficiently spook true obiars From emerald tablets, if you are out of body, do not attempt to pass the boundaries of the universe, there are beings that will catch your scent so to speak, and if they catch you, they will devour you and hold you with them past the end slash collapse of this universe, drifting in infinite darkness forever. With them, returning to your body does not make them go away. Instead you will feel a bell like ringing throughout your soul before claiming you.
2: The Mysterious Aboriginal Rock Art of the Wand Genus One of the most intriguing and perplexing legends of the Australian Aboriginal people is that of the Wand genus, the supreme spirit beings and creators of the land and people. The Waroa, Angarinian, and Viennambul people are the three genus tribes, these tribal groups are the custodians of the oldest known figurative art which is scattered throughout the Kimberley. Perhaps what is most interesting about their figurative art painted on rocks and in caves is the way in which they have represented the wand genus, white faces, devoid of a mouth, large black eyes, and a head surrounded by a halo or some type of helmet. The oral account of the wand genus has been passed from generation to generation as all of the aboriginal Dreamtime stories have. The story goes like this, the Wandjina were sky beings or spirits from the clouds who came down from the Milky Way during Dreamtime and created the Earth and all its inhabitants. Then Wandjina looked upon the inhabitants and realized the enormity of the task and returned home to bring more Wandjinas. With the aid of the Dreamtime Snake, the Wandjina descended and spent their dreamtime creating, teaching and being gods to the aboriginals whom they created. After some time, the Wandjinas disappeared. They descended into the earth and since then, have lived at the bottom of the water source associated with each of the paintings. There, they continually produce new child seeds, which are regarded as the source of all human life. Some wandjina also returned to the sky, and can now be seen at night as lights moving high above the earth.